0: Welcome to Top of the Line. This is the podcast version of our YouTube show. New episodes every Monday and Friday where we talk about audio and hi-fi related themes. If you have any requests
1: for a future episode, send us an email. T-O-T-L at abyssheadphones.com I noticed um, some people we have that some new customers that we have, they're talking about hearing differences between things. And I noticed that a lot on a talk on various online areas, forums, things like that, you know, where people are like chatting and going. I think a lot of people, they they don't get involved with talking because they're afraid. They don't know how to communicate what they're hearing. Hmm. And that's part verbiage, which takes time to learn. I mean, you know, and that's, and the other part is, you know, they might not, they might not be sure of themselves because they've never compared notes with anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know? It took so, us time to learn.
2: That's right. I remember the first, the early days. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, I don't know these these headphone terms. Because they are different than, like, speakers. speakers you know? Yeah, they are. Yeah.
0: There does seem to be a common collection of terms that people use to describe things. And I didn't understand them at all at first. But they're pretty much just arbitrary, but trying to... De- they're geared towards uh, conveying a particular feeling or sense of the music, more or less, right? So it's it's a whole bunch of adjectives, is what it is. Well, yeah, you know? it's a very difficult and thing to it's describe. It's a different language because you got to understand what
1: it means. What does "smooth" mean? What well, is without bright? ever
2: hearing it, it's hard to
1: decay. Yeah, decay. It's what like, is that? Is it's that like you uh, know?
2: describing an emotion? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. You and know, it, I'm just mad. Well actually that's true. Like it it gets
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. actually the actually the more the bigger the yeah. difference in what you hear, the more difficult mm-hmm. it is to describe hmm. because it requires more adjectives. Right. It's not like you could say it in one word, you know, because the one word doesn't really cover it anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I well, mean, it's I'm hard to come up with, with
0: the levels too, because how do you really compare two different things or even three things? If one's a little bit better than the other, how do you really explain that? And then how do you come up with like an absolute scale that works into the future?
1: Yeah, so I think the best thing what I come up with is let's just talk about some of our earlier experiences uh, with listening to things. And then, like I don't like in verb in this case of verbiage, like I could go back to the mid '80s when I worked for Bowers and Wilkins. Um, I didn't, I wasn't in the audio scene. I mean, I had a stereo, big deal, you know, but. I wasn't in the audio scene and I started reading Stereophile um at the time and, and the reviews and I learned the verbiage from reading reviews I think was what I recall and it took uh, probably a good year or two you know to really be fluent with uh, the way we we're talking so that that to me that's one way to learn this stuff
2: is that's read That's a long way. Read? Yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah just actually hearing different things is
1: But yeah, you know. true, but I mean see that's the problem relating. How do you relate that without knowing not, what it means and I think reading reviews about stuff helped you know it could be reviews about headphones it could be anywhere it could be on head whatever but the, my point is reading what other people talk about and their verbiage and then starting to relate like especially if you own like what they're talking about yeah you can relate to it you know right. if they review a headphone you own it and they, that
0: might make sense they use
1: adjectives to describe it now after after you read enough of that over and over again things overlap and you start right you start to get with the the program
2: i have been seeing that lately where people are like uh yeah i have the same thing you have but i want to hear what you have to say about it because i don't really know how to describe it myself yeah and that happens that happens a lot i mean there's a lot of people
1: like i said they they probably won't get involved because because they don't know the verbiage so they can't type anything if you don't know what you're saying right
2: yeah it seems like a lot of people kind of lurk for like a year yeah just kind of check things out see what other people are saying and they're like, all right, I've been here for a while, but I finally feel confident to actually know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, and it was the same with us. I mean, back in the day when we started into the headphone scene and whatever the hell that was, 08 or whatever that was, I don't remember when we started ta- getting involved more involved in it and started designing it. We all yeah, had to learn. There. There. The verbiage was actually young then. A lot of the two-channel verbiage, I would say some of it, a lot of it we translated into headphones because it didn't exist. Um, I think a lot of it should translate into headphones because it's kind of like speakers. Speakers yeah. on your head. Yeah. So, you know, so I think, and I think all along, over the last so many years or so, it's, it's morphed into the headphone discussion, which is similar to speakers, but different. Don't
0: you think? Similar, but different. Well, it's basically the same concept, but the implementation is a little different. I think initially when I started reading these things, when I started seeing what people were saying about other products, I didn't really understand what they were talking about. Took me a while before I really grasped what they were trying to convey. They would say these words. It was totally unclear what they meant by it, right? But I think what did it for me was simply experience because I wasn't actively seeking at that time to understand what these people meant. Um, I just assumed what they were saying was either not repeatable or too difficult to accurately convey. And the words were kind of arbitrary. And I think the word choices are arbitrary, but there does seem to be uh, a pretty more or less unanimous approach to what words to use in the same situation.
1: Well, I think that comes from experience in reading other what other people say. Right. You know, you just learn the verbiage.
2: Yeah, but it does get to a point where... If- People just start saying things other people said, even though they have no experience well, with it. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> that happens. Yeah. So you got to be
1: careful. Yeah, right. Yeah. That can go the wrong way, but yeah. they usually self-corrects. Yeah, usually you get the more experienced guys in there, and they use, they change the verbiage up, and it self-corrects. But over time, but I hear you. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, but I mean, I think I remember we did a we did a video back in a day where I think it was uh, might have been the first video I did on the there was a four part cable series I did where how I learned about designing cables. I think it was the first video of it where I talked about the first time I really had to sit down and compare things was when I was trying to choose an op amp for a particular design, electronics design, and I wanted to hear differences between op amps, and and I, I talked about making a, a switch box that you know I can just toggle to between sources, blah blah blah. But bottom line is that I remember what I was keying in on. And what I started to learn and trying to compare two things is I, I was looking for something to hear differences with in the music. Mm. And the first thing I remember hearing was a sibilant, like a vocal sibilant, like a female vocal I was listening to. I don't remember if it was Ricky Lee Jones, or, but there was a particular track that it just happened to have a, a sibilance to the voice. And it struck me. And it's like, well, that, that's unique. Like I heard this, you know, certain s- out of the voice. And, um, and we'll try to cite, uh, we'll try to add examples of this in the video so you can hear it too. But that sibling is, I equated to more of a transient response, which is what I was picking up on. Like the initial, the, initial, the initial, like whatever, however the tongue and the mouth creates this, you know, the certain impulse response is I was keying in on And then I went back and played that over and over and over, I mean, probably hundreds of times. And I started using that one spot on the track as among others but i used that one spot on the track and i started picking out differences in the op amp designs using that one place and i think that's where it starts is you hear something and then use it as an example and use use that again playback you know what i mean yeah through different speakers headphones whatever you're trying
2: yeah i think that's that is the biggest thing is when you when you're first starting out you're listening to like the whole track as a whole like you know trying to hear differences but as you get more experience, with stuff you like, you learn tracks that you know, you know, have a problem or not or whatever, and you're yeah. keen in on one thing. There's certain parts, and of and you're just track. doing that without even thinking about it. Yeah. Whereas new people are just looking, trying to look at the whole song. Right. And that's that's way harder. You can't focus on one. Yeah. Thing.
1: You have these. You build this mental library of things that stand out in the music. Yeah. You know, and you, and that I think that's what a lot of guys do. I know when we do shows, we get a lot of people that come and bring their own music. Some pre-record it, put it on a on a flash drive or something you know they have 15 20 tracks whatever and you could rapidly go through i'll even like do it if i did it we had the same thing in our yeah. room We used to have 15 20 go-to tracks for headphones when we started doing this right mm-hmm. and i could go through those tracks i guess because i chose them i go through those tracks in a few minutes like someone could bring an apple fire again here tell me what this sounds like and i go through those tracks in five minutes i could completely describe what that amp is doing relative to what we were listening to prior, knowing because I guess you're right because I yeah. knew certain parts of every track and I would just skim through to those parts.
2: Yeah, that's like that's your baseline. You you know yeah. them. Yeah, it's like so it, it's it's kind of having like a reference, right? Uh, yeah, because yeah, that's why people always they usually say it's like, well, I've never heard this track and you know, so they they can't really tell. The difference between stuff as much because right. when you know the track and you've heard it a thousand times, yeah, and all different types of yeah, systems too, it you can know a lot. what it sounds on um, different things. Yeah, and, yeah so you can have a general idea. You
1: learn, you learn the range, the the capable range of that track that you've listened to over and over yeah. again. You know, uh, you know. Like I mean, you
2: heard it in a car, you heard it on cheap headphones, you heard it on high-end headphones. You know, so you know. Yeah. I mean,
1: what instrument? Think of an instrument you would key in on like on some of those tracks.
2: Well, I think uh, for me, it's uh, guitar. Yeah. But like distorted guitar. And like if you just listen just to the guitars and you, you could hear like the definition of like the distortion and stuff in it, which sometimes it just sounds like, you know, just a, sh- a note. Yeah. Just flat but then, Yeah. As it gets better and better, it just sounds real yeah. gritty. Yeah. You know,
1: to a point where you can actually hear how bad the distortion might yeah, be. Uh, yeah. Like or, you could hear yeah. better distortion yeah. versus. Uh, good distortion <laughs> yeah
2: well you could tell like on older recordings what they're using to create the distortion they're clearly using tube amps and you can uh, hear it's you know yeah that's real real <laughs> yeah uh guitar distortion sound like yeah versus a solid state breaking or, up tubes yeah
1: or digital art a digital uh, filter that they're putting it through or something yeah. yeah i hear you yeah i think triangles are something too ikea and i like and we could cite an example here with triangle but um listening to the triangle you know you you get the initial impact of the of the stick hitting the symbol i'm sorry not triangle i meant to say symbols you get the initial triangle works too same thing yeah <laughs> in fact we've we've got triangle tracks that can maybe made to sound like a cowbell with certain tube amps those big tubes oh, yeah. that tend to resonate we've had turned triangles that could be turned into cowbells because the resonant character varies through the amp but anyway that's a different story altogether but uh The initial, think about a cymbal hit where you've got a wooden stick initially hitting the cymbal. You've got that initial impact. That's something to listen to, right? How that carries through the cymbal, which you can hear on this, you know, example on here, on our video here. How it carries through the cymbal. You can hear the decay through the cymbal. And then how long that decay... Last through time, and all these things are changed depending on how good the system is. Like all, all three of those things: the initial impulse, the impact, uh, you know what that sounds like, and the the, the sound of the symbol itself as that impact carries through the metal of the symbol, and then how long that goes out over time and that's something you could compare to different gear different headphones whatever and you'll find that it's actually quite different it is
2: well i think the easiest way to hear stuff like that is usually live recordings it's like usually like big wide open spaces so you got a lot of decay and stuff so you can really hear the space of the room yeah that's 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 why some things sound bigger than other things because they give you all those details into that stretch of space you know
1: Yeah, that's something we were keen on when we did the Atmos video a few videos back. We were talking about switching on Atmos. And on one of the tracks in particular, the Sense of Space got so much greater with the Atmos mix versus the the stock mix. And obviously that's something they attempted to do in the studio was let's give you more of the room (laughs) versus not so much, you know, and and
0: take it as you wish. I think I listen very differently than you do. Uh, Probably. I don't have like a memory or a database of particular spots and tracks, and I don't focus on that. I pay attention to the overall summary. I don't pay any attention to minor granularities in the track themselves so much. What I seem to pay more attention to is, uh, I would say, rate of change in an absolute sense. So either base impact, um, more or less typically the initial strike, if there's some sort of Base hit of sorts. And that seems to bring out some of the detail or differences between some of the uh, gear, especially amplifiers. Some higher output impedance amplifiers have more trouble with this, especially with lower impedance, low sensitivity headphones. Um, you'll hear the bass will get a little flabby or mushy, and you won't hear the acceleration of the driver effectively. Um, it'll sound a little slow or sluggish.
1: Yeah, it's impact, mm-hmm. bass impact. But,
0: right, that seems speed, to be... Speed,
1: sometimes we use the term speed. Speed, yeah. sure. It's a faster bass versus slower. Of course, technically, that tech, that doesn't make a sense technically. Speed, right? Well, the woofer's is. always moving quickly, but <laughs> it's supposed to be. But it yeah. really isn't. I mean, it sounds really slower. You really can hear these things. From, right, right, you really it really could sound hear it sounds
0: slower. Yeah. A lot of times it's surprisingly audible. And impressively enough, in a lot of cases, you actually could hear... Uh, the resolution of the song easier from the bass than you can anything else well that's true which is interesting you wouldn't intrinsically that seems somewhat counterintuitive yeah you think the, the highs would be, be cleaner issue. smoother and, and they and it they can probably, be yeah same same yeah. Can happen right but to <laughs> me it seems the bass is the first impact and so usually i pay attention to that well we did that test a long
1: time ago uh years ago i think we talked about it in an
2: early video Whew.
1: Where we were trying different uh, recording in different resolutions from 441 oh, yeah. to 192. Mm-hmm. I think we did four steps, and then we were recording off an existing CD analog out in and turning it into a digital file. So it was the same original CD. I forgot what it was, but uh, it was it was one of the CDs we, we enjoyed. We knew yeah. the CD playing it well came analog out into a uh, uh, AD converter, and. basically recorded it digitally in four resolutions and we wanted to step through the resolutions of the same recording and find out at what point could we hear or not hear a difference in res and 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 how and it turned out and this was on a two-channel system this was with speakers this was Mm -hmm. before we were making headphones in a room a two-channel room so rooms themselves muck with the bass so that's always an issue to begin with and we had a fairly well-treated room it was pretty
2: big room yeah around. it was a
1: big room so we didn't have too much problems with that and uh and the speakers were a little oh. under damp they were a bit boomier they were uh pair of we had at the time in the room mm-hmm. so they weren't the greatest for this but bottom line is that um i remember that the bass region was the the thing you had to key in on to hear to easily pick out the difference in resolution
2: yeah at first glance they they all pretty much sounded the same yeah it was but, hard yeah it was
1: getting hard until you figured it out that it was the bottom end yeah and it was that impact you talked about yeah. where you started realizing it just sounded more faster mm-hmm. you know and particularly because the speakers were under damped or slower to begin with any improvement on that would be beneficial you know and um yeah and i mean i at, i remember 44 to 96 kilohertz was the biggest jump right you know and in the 192 is like not as much, yeah. But it was always in the base, and and it's funny because at first you think, oh, I'm listening for highs or better high frequency information because of the resolution. But
0: yeah, that's there, but I find it to be much more subtle. Yeah, I think that's hard to notice. And in some tracks, I can't tell the difference reliably. In some tracks, you would think the high end would be smoother or a little bit closer to lifelike, but with certain things, you just you can't tell. It's, trivial and difference. i think that's the where, it comes is where it comes in that's
1: where it comes in like me and me and jason have um a, we definitely listen to music a lot more than you do for sure yeah. and uh i think that's where that that we we take it to the next level because we can take it from that can't hear difference to we know particular spots in certain tracks where we
2: can hear differences and we've learned that. yeah but again if you look at the whole mm. picture it's still hard it's <laughs> it, right it, it's just because you're used to keying on and on one specific aspect yeah that you can do. See, it. Yeah, I
0: think that's a little misleading though. If you know a particular spot where this particular Kodak or format falls apart, and then it helps you to discern the difference, if you need to focus on that point, I would say that there's really not much of a difference in it anyways, and you yeah. wouldn't reliably be able to discern it from one to another
1: you could but for like people like us it annoys us when those differences get that's the thing you get so used to doing
2: the same test so much stuff that it's like i have to get this perfect
1: and it becomes almost (laughs) second nature it's just kind of like it actually becomes part of the whole picture the whole track where now you know it's kind of like once you hear the mistake in a system now you're hearing it on everything on other tracks you know and it kind of it just magnifies it because you're aware of it versus it versus you throw something in like a better amp or a better pair of headphones and that 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 problem goes away it's not covered off or disappears it's just Hmm. you know the, the for whatever reason again the cymbal decay is proper or the guitar uh to him the guitar distortion sounds you know a certain way that he's because he plays guitar through an amplifier, so he mm-hmm. knows what it sounds. He's sitting in yeah. front of it. So you could tell what, on a recording where it, it's hitting where you want or not. You know, That helps, too, I guess. Well, yeah. The fact that you're actually <laughs> – yeah. you can create your own jams
0: yeah. and AB. <laughs> I think I worked effectively backwards from your approach because I never needed to hear a difference between something. Well, that's right? true. Yeah. I always relied on someone else to do that for right. me to ensure that I'm mitigating any internal biases from that.
1: And that's true. You, if However, you didn't have the need.
0: Yeah. Um, it became surprisingly obvious to me. And I think this is something that newcomers may be unaware of. You see these people talking about these words to describe music or sounds or their system. And it at first, it just seemed so baffling. It seems so implausible that you could hear these differences. And sometimes people probably are fooling themselves, but a lot of the times they're not. So many of these differences that, people could reliably or apparently reliably discern and you could spend all day trying to a b and you can't hear it Mm. it's shocking to me because now i could hear these so easily and it's just from experience just from having done it and having sufficient time to compare things over and over it does take a long time over at this point now like a decade Yeah. yeah um for At me. some point, you figure it out. You realize, oh, that's what they're talking about mm-hmm. when they say this word. Mm-hmm. And it becomes pretty obvious. Uh, and with enough experience, when you hear the absolute truths, when you hear how far things could go, I find it to be pretty easy to reliably discern um, most of these differences people talk about. Some things are a bit more subtle, but so many things are just really obvious if you actually have the experience but how do you convey that to a new listener yeah
2: get more experience son.
0: right so it's <laughs> about the experience yeah. that, that's there ain't, much
1: a, there ain't much of a ain't much there's not really a shortcut for that yeah i mean the more listening the more experience the more you learn that kind of goes for anything though when you think about it well, yeah. you look at anything like look at tiger woods when did he start playing golf when he was
0: four or five yeah, right well like, how do you tell someone how to golf good in five yeah. minutes yeah. Yeah. yeah you can't not it's possible yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like kind of like when you first start cooking you're not a chef, right? You're not, yeah.
1: not even close. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea. Even yeah. how. okay, you throw some salt in there, good yeah. enough. You have no idea what the what the variations in that can be. Where yep. all of a sudden you've got a choice of salt, mm. how much to put it in, when to put it in the recipe. <laughs> yeah, there's it so just many gets variables. It crazy. Yeah. Depends you
0: know? how deep you want to go, but is the same
1: way. Yep, it's mm. the same thing. It's all about taste at some point, and and that's really it. it's, it's it's a refinement in tastes. You're refining your tastes. Yeah, your, it's your like own taste. Anything else? Yeah. Which I guess a, that's all that matters. It's well, a personal <laughs> journey. Yeah. It's like people equate it to wine usually. Beer drinkers can equate to beer, you know, things like that, where you try all different kinds of beers and you start to realize what you
2: really do. Do, do like and don't like. you got to try a lot before you actually know, you yeah, know. Yeah. And
1: you wind up full circle sooner or later. You come uh. back around and go, oh, <laughs> this might not be so bad after all.
0: But yeah. sometimes you never come But You go and, back and go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's like, you know. Oftentimes you, you get a bit of experience. Yeah. You know, when you come back around, you, you come to realize things were totally different than how you saw them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some right. of the foods I ate when I was like
1: your guys' age or even earlier than you when I was in my teens, I wouldn't even touch nowadays, you know. Uh, it just wouldn't do it. You TV just, dinners. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's just like oh. <laughs> you know? I mean, some of them are good. There are some good. A Trader Joe's has got some pretty good Indian uh, <laughs> dinners. Yeah, they're not bad. But you know, they're not so bad. But yeah, beyond that, though, yeah, your typical uh, frozen dinner thing is like banquet. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure how particularly <laughs> insightful this video is. If we're telling people, how do um, you listen? You get a lot of experience. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you got to start sometime. Work so start at it now.
0: Yeah. Start now. Yeah.
1: And again, you know, look at the examples we cited here in the video, and just start keying it. Find something that you key in on it. You, you hear all of a sudden. You like I never heard that before, and then you know, try it every try that track or that that position at that second of that track every time. You put something different in the system, and you start to learn. You start to learn it, and again, you'll start to
2: do that with multiple tracks. You'll gain a library well, then of... and try it on different stuff.
0: Absolutely, it's got to yeah, be different yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah, see how it, how how every different headphone
0: reacts to that one spot on mm-hmm. a, on a track. Sometimes there's very little, if any difference. Other times it's huge. Mm. right and I think you need to hear a few of those pretty significant differences. And from hearing how this same track could sound different, at least for me, I think you could use this information to more easily hear these differences on future bits of kit. Yeah, future absolutely. amps and headphones and whatnot,
1: and learn what your preferences are, and you know, and and ultimately grow a, a great system, put together a great system because now you know what you're listening for.
2: Yeah, hopefully. Oh yeah, yeah. great system for you, for you. Yeah, yeah. personally, great
1: that's system. what it's all about. That
0: is the reality, though. Yeah. A great system for someone else may be a very good system for you, but yeah. it may not be the best. Yeah. So figuring out what you want, what you're looking for. So
1: like us, work at it, and you'll get there. And uh, on that note, we need to go. Thank you everyone for watching, take care of yourselves, thumbs us up.